I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. Stay not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. State to state. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, your boy, George McKay. Now, if you're watching this, we are literally six days away from New Frontier's next event, which is Maximum Carnage. Tickets are still on sale. You can get them at the door. You can get them in advance by going to any social media of New Frontier. Click on that link. Yada, yada, yada. And of course, I always do these pre-shows because I am forced to do these pre-shows with one person. I mean, I love doing the pre-shows, the prediction shows, but I hate the fact that I get forced by the matchmaker to do these things. But again, without further ado, a man whose ego needs no introduction, a man whose hairline promptly needs a lot of plugs, and a man who is always and forever on his knees with that EC. And if you don't know what EC is, then you got to go back and watch all of the New Frontier events. We are now on Fight TV as well. We'll get to that announcement a little bit later. But none other than the one, the only... The bastard son of Oshawa, Adam Hayes. Hey, buddy. One of these days, in these intros, you're going to show me a little bit more respect. I absolutely because, did. Because I earn it. I tried to show you respect last last one. And you, you were did? like, oh, I'm not going to take the fucking, that's Jesse fucking Amato's thing. But I could put fucking in anybody's name. Anybody's George name. George fucking McKay. Yeah. No, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Brett the that, fucking Hitman Hart. Oh, there's way too many, way too many for that one. I don't think that Don, fucking Kyle. No, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, oh, oh, I, I almost, that, it worked, but I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, about it. That PD, that PD fucking skills, baby. That works. What about PD, P fucking D skills? Oh, that sounds like it's really sexual. We should just yeah. move on. This whole intro is terrible. No, you fucked up the intro. You fucked up like you do. When You're the host. And I have to fucking save your ass. Yeah, but you fu- I gave you a nice intro. You're talking about respect. Listen, respect is you, you can try to earn the respect you want from me, but you're never never gonna happen. Look, we're gonna talk about all about respect later on with a couple of these matches about how they intertwine a little bit, especially with the main events. The main events I'd like to add, but again, we'll we'll get to it when it comes to it. Um, of course, we're talking about maximum carnage, six days away. Another huge New Frontier show. In fact, with this show, I dare say, this might be one of the hardest fought matches possibly in the history of, um, you know, probably everyone's career. Because I think now that because more eyes are on the product because of our deal with the Fight Network, I think that because more and more people are seeing the show on social media, tuning into the strip, uh, to the Twitch stream month by month, show by show, more people are realizing it's not just about winning matches with the matchmaker anymore. It's about showcasing my skills to the entire world. And that's what New Frontier is all about. And I am super excited for that at Maximum Carnage. So without further ado, let's go to the first matchup. All right. Well, again, we, we know what the main event is, but we don't know what the rest of the card is. So we're just going to kind of go with the flow here. But this is what I predict to be uh, in the early stages of the show. But this is an eight-man tag. We've got the collective, which is Freedom I guess, faction, if you will. Uh, we know he's got the brawler in there, Clay Wilson, and the newly added Sonny Z. That is the collective right there. Sonny Z, if you watched our last event, he joined the collective. Uh, and they also introduced Clay Wilson 
as a new member of the collective. So they got two members in one show last show, which is pretty crazy. The collective is stacking up members very quickly and becoming very, very dangerous. And to stop them or hope to stop them, we've got the Bay City Choir Boys and the guys you like to call father and son now having their own name, which is Valhalla Inc. That's right. That's Vander Cruz and the grinder, Mark Shaw. No, so, the, the, the four the four of them together should have their own faction name. I'm thinking of calling them the Hills Have B.O. Because quite frankly, if you look at that photo, nothing about that photo smells like Old Spice or any type of great type of all cologne. Right, all right, all right. I will give you that. I'm just saying. Well, now, hold on. You can't say any great tactical ability because the Bay City Choir Boys hey. are grimy as hell. Those dudes don't. Listen, when it comes to fighting. They impressed. They impressed at hostile prices. Fighting, I'll give you that. Yeah, we, have to give the, we have to give the Bay City Choir Boys proper respect. When it comes to fighting, these dudes know how to fight. And I think them pairing up with Valhalla Inc., Against the collective could be possibly maybe. I mean, I know the collective is the newest faction in New Frontier, but it already could be the end of it before it even really begins. You think Freedom Wallace would actually let that happen? Come no, on, I don't. He, he I, is I, smart. I, he is conniving. I say it every single month. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to give my prediction right out of the way, right out of the gate. Bay City Choir Boys, Valhalla Inc. You know what, Vander Cruz. Smart play by you to be able to team with with Mark Shaw a couple shows in a row right now. I mean, it's a good way to be able to revitalize your career and stay relevant in this company. So you know what? Good job with thinking, sticking with a veteran. Bay City Choir Boys, I am actually genuinely happy that they came back. They did impress at Hostile Crisis, and now the matchmaker has found an opportunity to be able to stick them in somewhere. And unfortunately, it's going to be cannon fodder because this is the collective all day long. Absolutely it is. Because, yeah, they're a brand new team. They're still gelling. They're still whatever. But you don't think Freedom Wallace, again, knowing his opponent in advance like he does, is able to take the best parts of his players and be able to put them like chess pieces all over the board and be able to tell Sonny Z, go this way. Clay Wilson, go that way. Ad Hutchinson, go this way. And be able to dissect Valhalla Inc. and Bay City Choir Boys to the best of their ability. I think that the ultimate strategy of this match is always Freedom Wallace, and he is going to get the W for the collective because he is just that smart. Uh, listen, um, I, that's I, it. That's I, it. I didn't get a chance to finish before I was so rudely interrupted. No, that's I, your fault. I, I not said mine. could. I said could be. No, it's not my call. It's that you have no respect for your fellow man and you try to suck up as much as airtime as possible. But I'm basically just going to cut you down to size. And listen. We already know your history. We get it. We know you were adopted. You were dropped off at an orphanage. You're the bastard child of Oshawa. Who really gives a flying fuck? The fact of the matter remains is that all I said was could be the undoing before it even begins. I didn't say was going to be. I said could be. And I agree with you. As much as, again, it pains me to say so, I agree with you. This ultimate opportunist, the strategist of New Frontier is without a doubt Freedom Wallace. Has he picked the right people for his new faction? 150%. He knows the pieces like a chessboard. He knows where to place them. And for that, you also said it as well. I'm going to give my backing to the collective. I do think, however, the collective won't walk away unscarred. I think Valhalla Inc. and the Bay City Choir Boys are going to leave some marks on those boys that they're going to have to deal with for a couple weeks after. But the collective, hands down, is going to take the W. Maybe not convincingly, but they will take the W. And let's let's point out something, too, just before we do move on to the next matchup when it comes to the collective. John Greed, who's been at the last couple of shows, who is the matchmaker's uh, handpicked liaison to make sure that everything kind of 
forms and stays together as much as it possibly can in a show with, you know, as limited rules as New Frontier has. Should we go um, the rules again since you brought up the rules? I mean, we can just in one quick second. But my point was that John Green has had clearly issues with Ad Hutchinson and the collective over the last couple of shows. This match before people were on the outside. He would, they were interfering in their own ways. John Green had to stick his nose in there, gotten a bit of a scuffle at the last show like with Ad Hutchinson. Now there's going to be none of that. If all four of these men want to jump a guy four on one, if they get the opportunity or they want to be able to pound somebody out, John Green does have to sit in his chair and sit back with his beer and just relax and watch till the end. Of course, if the collective afterwards, after that bell rings, wants to, you know, lay some beat down, then of course, John Green will have to step in. But during that matchup, anything goes. I think the collective can do a whole lot of damage and might be able to leave someone with an injury or possibly even two or three, if not done carefully here. And there's nothing that John Greed, the matchmaker, or anybody else can really do about it. So it's just a weird, a weird point that I wanted to point that out since, again, no one will be on the outside like they have been in the last few matches. But go well, on. Well, there could possibly be. We don't know, right? The That's true. They could bring another member into this. They could bring another member in. So there, there might be. But I agree with you that John Greed uh, won't really be able to, I guess, do his job until after the final bell is rang. But mind you, John Greed also, knowing that John Greed does hold, does hold grudges, uh may <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> yeah they try to take a cheap shot or two in uh before the match because you know ad's gonna come out ad and him are gonna have a stare down like they've had every show since john's been there so that's boiling over to the point where if i'm the matchmaker and i'm not but if i am the matchmaker i am well i'm not you're not either you don't have the intellectual ability to be the matchmaker trust me but the fact is if i'm the matchmaker i see that and what i see is just money that's two prize fighting bulls. You put them in a ring together. Down the line, I could see John Greed stepping in the ring against Ad Hutchinson. Just the way it's percolating right now, I could see it. But we may have to wait for that. But regardless of the fact, you're right. John Greed will sit in his chair, will drink his beer, and will wait until he has to work. Not when he should work, but when he has to. That's the difference between this liaison, if you will, in the rules. And again, the rules are very simple. No sharp objects. Yet we had a ring covered in sharp objects, one one event. Just saying, just going to throw that out there. Well, again, the matchmaker approved that one specifically because it was a blood feud and it needed to end. And both guys were going to do it regardless, so might as well give them that one-time option. So Absolutely. No sharp objects. Uh, weapons are encouraged. Again, no sharp objects, but weapons are encouraged. Uh, also, anything goes pretty much in the ring or outside the ring while the match is happening. But after the match is over, the match is over. But we tend to have a lot of run-ins. We tend to have a lot of interferences. We tend to have – that's why we have John Greed there now because the matchmaker needed to have someone on site to, I guess, kind of keep the rules at bay to the best of their ability. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. And now the next match on the card uh, – again, the order could vary. But the next match on the card uh, is the Night Train Justin Sane making his return to New Frontier after that triple threat match for the inaugural uh, New Frontier Grand Champion, uh, which obviously he did not win. We know who the winner is. Uh, and then, of course, that was Cranio X, if you haven't watched any of the events. And he's going up against the Bone Crusher, Steve Brown. Now, this is the Bone Crusher, uh, who we've said it a million times. If he gets you in a corner, all bets are off. But this is the one of the best hybrid athletes in wrestling, in Justin Sane, that knows a million and one different ways to avoid allowing the bone crusher to get him into a corner. Uh, I'm going to pick Justin Sane on this one as much as I love and respect Steve Brown and his ability in the ring. 
I just, you got to call a spade a spade here. And this has got Justin saying with the W all over it. That's my pick. I don't even need to explain myself. Just look at the mm. tail of the tape. That's, that's the way I look at it. The tail of the tape, Justin saying walks away with the W in this one. No doubt about it. See, that's interesting you say that because of the tail of the tape. When, yeah, Justin Sane has the speed, the agility, he has all the type of stuff working against him, or with him, rather. But there's one thing that's working against him. That's experience, that's size, that's strength, that's just tenacity inside the ring that now, Steve on. Brown I, has I, I in spades. Steve Brown the strength game. I'm sorry, I, I respectfully disagree with you. I would not give Steve Brown the strength game. I have seen Justin Sane deadlift six to 700 pounds. I, I and I and I vouch for that. I can completely agree with that. I'm not saying that Justin Sane is not a freak of nature of an athlete as a person in general. Mm. But Steve Brown is smart and conniving as well because he knows that Justin Sane is coming off an injury. He's coming off a busted knee that he got in that triple threat match. I mean, you saw it at the end of that triple threat match that we had at Immortality. Cranio X standing tall in the ring. Justin Sane, even after that match, would have got right in the monster's face and tried to punk him out or do something about it. But he was down in the corner. He was favoring that knee. He couldn't do much of anything. And he had to miss an entire show, miss a paycheck, when his momentum in this company was starting to really get going, especially in the fans' eyes, as being one of the hot ticket sellers or reasons or attractions in this company. And he wasn't at cross the line at all. But you know who was Steve Brown, who was also 4-0 undefeated, who made a very valid point um, backstage and one at the show as well. And the fact that, hey, I'm 4-0, the ranking should show that I should be next in line for Cranio X. I think that a match of this caliber against a guy like Justin Sane, if Steve Brown were to win this, it is a foregone conclusion for Steve Brown that he will become the next number one contender for that championship. I think it's a done deal. I think Justin Sane, after losing in that triple threat, coming off of the injury, not being at the last show, he's got to rebuild that momentum, that that steam engine. He's got to you know, get the wheels going, get the wheels going before he's an unstoppable monster of his own right. But Justin Sane has to get to that point, and he's got a hell of a wall in front of him with Steve Brown. This is one of the honest matches where I think it's a pick because I don't know. I don't know if the knee can hold out for Justin Sane, if he's going to try something ridiculous like slamming this big monster. And I don't know if Steve Brown is going to be able to catch him as much as he is if Justin Sane's knee is 100%. So honestly, this is my match where I say, I don't know, but I can't wait. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't totally agree with everything you said. What else is new? What else is new? I do agree with the fact that you're going to, you don't know, and you're being honest about that. And I mean, you're not honest about a lot of things, but you're honest about that. You don't have the intellectual ability to select a winner in this match. And that's fine. Moving on. Our next match is a triple threat, a three-way dance, whatever you want to call it. We got the green phantom. We got scumbag Yates making his new frontier debut. And we got the man who put his daddy down at the last event. That's right. That Kyle. Hey, you know what? We can sigh. We can joke about that Kyle and, you know, vomiting no, on the mouse and listen, stuff like that. That, Kyle that kid earned show. his goddamn respect and earned his stripes at the last show. He did. Taking he the did. ass kicking that he did and coming back and even obtaining the victory over PD skills. All the kudos to him. All right. So this is the way this is the way we could break this match down. If we look at the tail take, you got the experience factor in the green phantom. 
arguably one of the guys who's been in the business in this match longer than any of the other two. But you got a guy riding high on momentum with a big win at the last show in that Kyle. And then you got the new guy. The matchmaker doesn't bring just anyone in on a whim. He's obviously seen Scumbag Yates. He knows what he could do. He knows he can handle himself. And he's coming to the new frontier. Now, when you look at these three guys down the middle, you may think experience might have the edge. But then you look at that Kyle with momentum and that big win from the last show. And, you know, yeah, you're right. We can joke. We can laugh. Uh, we enjoy watching that Kyle get his ass kicked. But over the last couple of shows, we've seen a progression in talent and in skill level with this guy inside the squared circle. And then you look at Scumbag Gates. He's going to want to prove something very quickly because in New Frontier, the opportunities are very, very few. And you got to capitalize when you get a chance. So for me in this one, just based off of riding high, I got to give it to that Kyle. And I've never picked that Kyle. Never. But this time around, I'm going to give the edge to that Kyle because I think the momentum that he has from the last show of putting PD skills down and winning that match and earning skills respect, I think that Kyle is going to walk out with a W in this one. Don't get me wrong. Green Phantom is going to make him work for it, and so is Scumbag Gates. But I just think that Kyle, has he's riding that wave of momentum, and I think it's going to carry him for a W in this one. I think it's very interesting in this match that Yates has the opportunity to literally be the sleeper pick and literally come out of nowhere and elevate his stock tenfold. Not just in New Frontier, but in professional wrestling. Beating a guy that did come off with such a huge win in that, Kyle. And then, of course, Green Phantom, who was also successful the last time he appeared at Hostile Crisis when he defeated Andrew Love in convincing fashion. Yeah, put him through that door. Knock the kid out cold, yeah. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. And I think that Phantom... Yes. That's what your wife says whenever sex is over. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Come on. You got to love it. That's George for a point right there, baby. You just got K-fucking-O. If you like the chemistry that you're seeing here on this pre-show, please join us live at New Frontier and watch the replays on Twitch and on Fight TV because this is the chemistry that we have. He's a fucking moron, and I make you laugh. This is going to be the goddamn soundbite that you use to promote this. Oh, fucking hundred percent, hundred percent, fucking percent, baby. But here's the, here's the deal. You're talking about people being KO'd. I think that there's a very good chance that green phantom is going to be another one of these KO artists here at new frontier. I like that. And I think that that Kyle has shown that he can take a beating, but we can see like anybody, all it takes is one good punch to the jaw, one good hit and you're out cold. Now, of course, the X factor being Yates, who could, again, like I said, elevate his stock, elevate his opportunity to be able to come and and, uh, really show the matchmaker and all of New Frontier just exactly who the hell he is. But quite frankly, it is the experience factor. It is a a company that allows blunt objects to be used willy-nilly in a triple threat scenario where a guy can hide on the outside for a little bit and pick his spots, and a veteran of hardcore wrestling, a veteran of just wrestling in general, I think someone like the Green Phantom will take advantage of that. Will take advantage of the fact of these two young pups that are trying to really up their game and up their stock in this business and pick and choose where he wants to be and become the best that he possibly can be in that match. So for that reason, I'm going with the Phantom. Go with the Green. Okay. That's his pose, by the way. Yeah, we know. What you going to do? What an idiot. All right, next match in the card. We got another debut. Well, in 
in-ring debut, if you will. Uh, he made his debut at the last show, but not in the ring. Uh, Isaiah Bronson mm. coming out, making a statement at the last show. And now, a Osriel, statement. A statement. Archangel. Yeah, he, a statement is something. Sorry, I got to cut you off. A statement is one thing. Shocker. But the the video package that interrupted our feed from the last time we did one of these pre-shows. Super yeah, super weird. Super weird. Didn't know what the hell was going on. And then all of a sudden we see this six foot three dude walk out, you know, dance away with a mask at the last show across the line and left both Invisible Junior and Archangel laying in their own way, who are no slouches to professional wrestling. I mean, this guy either is insane or he's playing with a different deck of hand or different, different cards in his hand than all of us are used to seeing which could make him much more dangerous than anyone else that we have had seen so far in New Frontier. Now, you were saying before, Azrael Archangel against, you know, uh, Isaiah Bronson. I want to say in this matchup that Isaiah Bronson will win only because it's one of those fear of the unknowns. We've seen what he can do with the mind games he, we see what he's interested in in the mask. We saw it several times when he was going for the mask and teasing that he was going to unmask Invisible Junior. We know that there is something there. We don't know what is going on. We haven't been able to hear the words that are coming from his mouth, but I think his actions are going to speak louder than words, and I think he's going to do something to catch Archangel, who's coming in with a lot of you know piss and vinegar over the last couple of shows, to be able to come in and prove his worth still to the matchmaker that he is one of the elite luchadors in all of Canada, dare I say the world, and he might just get caught up in the emotions of the match. So because of that, I'm going to say Isaiah Bronson for the win, but I'm really curious to be able to see where this goes and what road we have to go to be able to find the end game for what Isaiah Bronson has in store for all of us here in New Frontier. Hmm. I, uh, Again, as much as it pains me, I agree with you. Just because I've sat down uh, with uh, Isaiah Bronson, I'm one of the few podcasters here in uh, the GTA that was given an exclusive to sit down with him, ask any questions I want, and the dude made my skin crawl. It was the most uncomfortable 45 minutes of my life. Uh, I mean, God. your wife says the same thing, but it's usually 45 seconds. So you can't you can't piggyback off mine, dude. I had I had I had you first, bro. I knocked you yeah. out cold. You can't you can't use the same joke and flip it you, back. You don't knock all that tells me, hold my on. skill. All that tells me is that you don't have the intellectual ability or the wit to come up with something on the fly like me. You just wait and you find the moment where, oh, I could use the same joke. That's okay, Hayes. Follow the bouncing ball like a little small child on a TV show. And let me show you something really fucking quick. Okay, right. everyone? Follow the mounting ball. Oh, hi. Fuck you. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Isaiah Bronson can make your skin crawl. Isaiah Bronson can get in your head. Mind games, all that kind of stuff. You're 100% right. Do I think that uh, Archangel will get caught up in the emotion? Yeah, I do. I 100% do. I think that uh, emotion will get the best of him. And that's what Isaiah Bronson does. Not with the mind games. The mind games don't fuck with your head. The mind games make you lose control. The mind games make you lose emotion. The mind games make you lose everything. Your timing, everything would be off that night because Archangel's just angry. And that's what Isaiah Bronson wants. He wants you to he wants to get inside to the depths of your soul, to the dark places of your mind, 
find a little area where you can sit and wait, blossom, and then screw you over. So will Isaiah Bronson win? Yes. Will he win in clear fashion? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that this match, Isaiah Bronson will be in firm control. And even when Archangel may think he has a moment, he really doesn't. Because we talk about Freedom Wallace being the one who is very gifted in scouting his opponents. Isaiah Bronson is very gifted in one thing, pace. Very gifted in in a way to turn a match any which way he wants to go in a split second. So even when you think, oh, we're going to get that fight back moment. We're going to get Archangel. He's going to fight back. He's going to put Bronson. No, he's not because Bronson wants it to go that way. And we're not discrediting the talent of Archangel for the no, record. No, we're not. I'm not, I'm not at all. Not at all. I'm just saying that. No, I know you're not. I was just clarifying. Yeah, Bronson wants, when he wants Archangel to have that fight back moment, he'll allow it. But only because he allowed it. He calls himself the father for a reason. I'm not sure what the reason is. We never got clarification when him and I sat down and talked. But yeah, if you want an uncomfortable feeling, uh, just eeriness, the hair on the back of your neck to stand up, just watch this dude come to the ring. Fuck, he gives me nightmares. It's ridiculous. All right, next match on the card. Uh, you know what? Always entertaining, always fun. Danny Orlando versus a returning New Frontier star, Ryder Furlong. Now, this match, again, this is a match where, you know, it's experience meets up and coming. Experience meets hungry young talent. Experience meets somebody who's got a point to prove to the matchmaker to keep uh, allowing opportunities to come this way, they them have a point to prove. And I, I don't know. Uh, Ryder impressed me the, at the last show. They them really won me over. And uh, I, I really believe that uh, as much as I love Danny and I, I love watching Danny work and he's entertaining as fuck, I just think Ryder, Ryder is entertaining as well, but I think Ryder has this dark side. They them really haven't explored their angry side yet. And I, I feel like Danny... And his squat challenges or his push-up challenges, I think it's going to be the breaking point for Ryder to go dark on everybody. And we're really going to see that angry streak come out in they them. So, I don't know. I, I just – there's something about it that I, I – I'm going to go with Ryder in this one. Not see, discrediting Danny in any way. I just – there's something about Ryder that intrigues me the more and more I get to see they them. See, it's funny that you say something about someone's dark side. And I feel like we're going to be referencing that throughout the show here at Maximum Carnage. Yep. I see that dark side that someone could tap into more with Danny Orlando hmm. because I have seen Danny Orlando over the years tap into that next level. Yeah. Yeah. He does the comedy with the, with the squats and he goes and, you know, tries to have a good time, but let's not mistake in the ring. He can go and he can go all night long. All right. And Ryder Furlong, I truthfully believe that they got lucky at the last show. Plain and simple. I think that there's a chance that Orlando took they them very lightly and got caught for it. And I think that Orlando is not going to make the same mistake twice. It's interesting that the matchmaker has made very few rematches immediately after the last show. It's a good so thing. it's very interesting why he would do this or she would do this again with this particular matchup. Had it not been, I'm assuming, for Daniel Lando really going to the matchmaker and saying, I need another shot. I want another shot. This is bull. And probably pulled a little bit of rank in some cases. And I think that's maybe why we're getting this matchup. Regardless, I don't think we're going to see the same Danny Orlando that we saw across the line that we will at Maximum Carnage. 
I think he's going to have to tap into that more serious, that more darker side of himself to be able to really show this upstart just who the hell he really is. Hmm. And I think that Danny Orlando has that opportunity to, again, once again, showcase to the matchmaker, I am here not for a good time. I'm here for a long time. Of course, he's also here for a good time, too, because it's Danny Orlando. I was going to say, you can't. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But but I'm going to give the W, like I did in the last pre-show, to Danny Orlando. Again, not discrediting what we saw at the last show with Furlong. But I'm going to have to go with Orlando for this one. uh, And rebuilding that momentum that he did lose after that first victory. And who knows? Maybe this will turn into their own version of a trilogy. I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. Uh on August the 28th. Indeed, indeed, you are correct. There's only a few people that know exactly where this is going, and, well, actually, that would just be the matchmaker. There's only one person that knows exactly what the next move is. So win or lose, it'll be interesting to see where this budding feud goes from there. Uh, Next match, very intriguing. I'm always a big fan of these opportunity matches. I think they're great. And, uh, well, Matt Cash, Tyler Arrow, Rip Impact, Invisible Junior, and Guerrero Saya, they got a big opportunity in the very first but not the last, very first New Frontier King of the Hill match. That's right, where the winner will receive a shot at the Grand Championship any time, any place. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a match where whoever wins this, it's money in the bank, literally. I'm not going to carry a case per se, but they have a chance to cash in on a title shot any time they choose. This, for me, is a pickup. This is one I just don't know because each of these stars brings something different to the table. My heart's got a few choices that I would love to see, but also my head is telling me different choices. So while I mull this over a little bit, what do you got on this, Hayes? I think this is a very intriguing matchup. I think the matchmaker is trying to be able to come up with something that is unique to New Frontier and bless them. I think they did with something like this, especially with five very unique talents who in their own way, have intertwined with each other a little bit uh, in some way capacity here in New Frontier, whether directly or indirectly with each other. Um, I think that every one of these athletes has a case to be able to be the winner in this. And you said the opportunity of like, this is a very much like a money in the bank type of opportunity. This is quite possibly in my mind, the only way that we're going to get someone to take the title from Cranio X, because if this is the opportunity to challenge for a championship of the grand title, anytime, any place, anywhere, when you add the words, anytime, anywhere into that sentence, we can be able to see in mid match. We can be able to see at the end of a match, we can be able to see them insert themselves. We've seen versions of this, rule set be taking place in multiple companies around the world and we've seen the success it can have for individuals for themselves but we've also seen the failure you gotta have seen no no, of course we can too as well but i think that cranio x going against him head-on is unwinnable at this point one-on-one whichever way for the championship with ricky at his side it doesn't matter the outcome is always going to be cranio x anytime anywhere to be able to capitalize on maybe a downed monster or something of that nature, that makes one of these five people the most dangerous person in New Frontier moving forward after August 28th. So in my mind, 
the person who I think might be able to take this. And I'm only saying this because of what I've seen in the ring and because of the potential of what they could possibly do to the monster himself. I'm going to have to go with Guerrero Saya. Really? I did not think I, I honestly thought you were going somewhere different. Where did you think I was going to go? I honestly and truly thought you were going to go with rip rip impact is great. And I've been touting him for years and he is a, a next caliber athlete of his own right. But let's call a spade a spade. Rip Impact has not delivered the way that he needs to so far here in New Frontier. He got the win over Vander Cruz at the very first show. He time limit drawed with Justin Sane. He got pinned in the triple threat. And he lost, surprisingly or unsurprisingly to some, to Tyler Arrow. He is coming in here with not the greatest record and not with a lot of momentum. That could make him dangerous, especially the new mood that we've seen out of Rip Impact. But I don't know with this many people if Rip can be able to keep his eye on the prize that long. And again, from what I've seen in the ring with Guerrero Saya, especially what happened across the line when he and Tarek put on a barn burner of a show, I think that Guerrero Saya might be the person who needs to be the guy or the white knight, as I called him in a promo, to be able to take out the monster of Cranio X one day. So who knows? I think that he has the potential to do it especially with that Lucha Libre where it's in and out fast pace and be able to time things right at the really last moment. Invisible Jr. is in there as well, but I think Guerrero Saya is just on that next level compared to him, again, from seeing both of them live against Tarek. So I'm going to have to go with Guerrero Saya again, not discrediting Tyler Arrow with a huge win at the last show, not discrediting Matt Cash, who has really shown that he is not just a, a normal player in this company as well, but really earning his stripes. So yeah, all five of these people have their own way of being able to win it. I'm going to put my money, money though on Guerrero Saya to win this one. Not going to put a lot of money because, like, let's be honest, this is still pretty much a crapshoot. But I'll put like maybe a couple bucks. <laughs> you live in Oshawa, you only have a couple bucks. Anyways, uh, I don't know. Again, this is a pickup for me. Like everybody brings something different to the table. You've got the brawl style uh, of, of Matt Cash. You got the hybridness uh, of uh, Rip Impact. You've got Tyler Arrow who can. Also, hybrid, you've got Guerrero Say, you've got Invincible Jr. The odds are stacked. All I could say is whoever wins this, uh, Pretty Ricky and Cranio X, better have their heads on a swivel. Because anytime, any place, those words could mean new champ very, very quickly. All right. And now we go to what I believe would be the final three matches. Uh, the, uh, I guess you'd say pre-main event, the under-main event, and the main event. Uh, now, this one is intriguing because I love these guys as a tag team. I love these guys when they're facing each other, but I, I really love them when they're facing each other with gold on the line. And that is Gabriel Fuerza and Bon Vertigo. And he, again, will put his PCW UK Cruiserweight Championship on the line against his tag team partner, uh, one of the many men we can call an ultimate opportunist, El Diablo. He's the trickster among tricksters. And Von Vertigo knows him very well as a partner and as an enemy. These two are kind of frenemies, if you will. Uh, this one for me, it's hard because, like I said, I love them as a tag team. I love them when they're facing each other, but I really enjoy watching them when they're facing each other with gold on the line. But Von Vertigo has held that championship down for so long. But 
It's hard for me, man, because if I if I don't pick, you always you always pick the devil or whatever the I hand signal do. is or this yeah, or gotcha. I always do pick the devil, and I'm not going to change my stripes now. So as much as I know that Von Verkel's held that title down and he's defended it with pride and honor, El Diablo, man, you you got you've got to watch your back, your front, your sides. You got to watch everything because that guy will find a spot. And find a way to get that opportunity and steal it from you, literally and figuratively. Uh, I watched him steal your wallet while you were sitting down in the chair. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, anyways, what do you mean you stole my wallet? The very first show. That's right? where it went. One hundred fifty percent, dude. Him and I went out for tequila shots that night. Did you not notice like the nine hundred dollar bill on your visa? Yeah, and the five hour phone call that I had explaining about that friggin' visa. Yeah, well, okay, mm. but on the plus side, you though, disagreed. To, you disagreed to. Or did you just admit it's a theft, by the way? No, I didn't. All I said was I partook in drinks. I didn't know he paid with your card. You just said you knew that he stole the card. Yeah, but I don't like you, Ace. So when he stole your wallet, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy it. And that's why he invited me. I also I also did buy some new toys uh, on your visa as well. You'll probably be getting the bill very soon. Because stupid you, you didn't change the number yet. Like, you didn't lock the card, bro. What's wrong with you? I got a lot of things to remember. Okay? <laughs> a lot of different pins. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so I'm not going to change my stripes. I'm not going to change my spots. However, you want to word it, cliche. I got to go with El Diablo in this one. And I think right. uh, I think that uh, you know PCW needs a new representation of the Cruiserweight Championship. Don't get me wrong. Vaughn's held it down, but I feel like El Diablo's ready for that that UK gold. Vertigo's been defending this championship all over Canada at this point before he heads back to Europe and defends it there for another you know tour across the pond shall we say um i think that this matchup even with the the four-way that we saw at the last show um or sorry not that the last show but at the uh the show prior at immortality with the of course the uh the puff incident i will call or the uh the 205 rule shall we say from uh doctor doctor whatever the hell his name was um <laughs> i think that the this match is the hardest challenge that Von Vertigo will ever have, not just for this championship title, regardless of where he is in the world, but I think just of his career. And that's because these two literally have came up together at the same time. They are best friends. They are tag team partners. They have been through things that a lot of people, some couples haven't even been through. All right. The trials, the tribulations, you know, the moments that they've shared as friends, as enemies, not just here in New Frontier, but again, around the world, no one knows each other better than the other person, which is why this is a very scary match in the sense that we might be able to see that dark side come out of somebody that we might not expect. For that reason, I'm going with Von Vertigo to retain that championship title because I feel like everyone knows that the devil himself, whatever, has to be able to do something sneaky and tricky up his sleeve like he knows in order to obscure or obscure the victory. I think that Vertigo knows that better than anybody and is going to have to play dirty just like Fuerza is going to have to. And I think that Vertigo might be able to do something that a lot of people are not expecting in this match. And he's going to have to go to a different place than a lot of people have really ever seen within his career. So because of that, and especially what happened at the last show of them being tag team partners and coming up, you know, you know, uh, unsuccessful, of course, against the collective, 
this is a very much not even just for the PCW UK Cruiserweight title. This is a very much a do or die matchup in the rankings here in New Frontier because now we have guys that have lost a couple of times here in New Frontier and are now against each other in a really a make or break moment for both these guys in their career. Not just the the star ratings and all that bullshit that you know these guys are going to be able to pull off and possibly the match of the night, but literally their position in New Frontier is going to change based on if they win or based on if they lose. And I think that Vertigo is just a little slightly ahead psychologically, match quality-wise, and everything that so far here in New Frontier over Gabriel Fuerza, which is why he's my pick, and will go to that dark side if need to, to secure the win and become still the UK champion. All right, so we're divided again, but like I said, can't make a leopard change his spots. So you're, I'm sticking with my guy. You're going against my guy. Surprise, surprise. Now, this would probably be, I guess you'd say, a co-main event, kind of a big deal. Semi-main event, yes. Semi-main event, kind of a big deal. We've got another installment of the Mark Ass Buster Challenge. Uh, no, 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 no. Sir, we're saving that for last because that is the main event. They have already announced it on the poster. You cannot take that shit away from us. So you're going to do the you respect. You are about to say You me. are about to say about the to respect. Say you are about to do the respect but you were about for. To say you me. are going to do the respect for blah, Tara, blah, who is blah, undefeated. Blah, 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 blah. The next match on the blah, card, blah, blah. I will do your job for you since you, you can't. You will not do my a job. a tag me. team co main event oh, matchup between Ricky yeah, Wildy, team. I muted you. <laughs> Fucker! I muted you. I muted you. I muted you. <laughs> this is so nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so nice. So nice. Look, he's so angry right now. So angry. Um, I'm calm. <laughs> All right. I was just fucking with you Abuse to get a rise out of, of you. Use of fucking and power, but I'm calm. Okay. I, I was just fucking with you to get a rise out of you. I know they announced mm. this as the main event, but I wanted to fuck with you and get the reaction that I did. And the reaction that I got was priceless. No. And mm. now, the co-main event. This one was budding feud from last show. A couple shows ago, we had that blood feud. It ended. Okay, it ended. And we saw two men shake each other's hands with respect. And then we saw Cranio X really just demolish jesse fucking amato at the last show leaving him barely breathing in the center of the ring and when ricky wouldn't call off his lapdog from hell who came out to rescue jesse amato if you had asked me three months ago who would save jesse amato i would have never expected to say this name but none other than tyler hill that's right tyler hill came out to rescue his newly formed friendship i guess or renewed friendship with jesse amato and these two are now going to take on Cranio X and Pretty Ricky in a grudge match. No titles on the line. The Grand Championship will not be defended this show. But regardless of the fact, this has got the makings of a fucking war. And I hate Ricky. I hate Ricky and I hate his lapdog. I'm not excited about who is representing our, our company at the top tier of the mountain. And I don't care if Cranio and Ricky got a problem with it. If they do, they do. The fact is, I'm going for Tyler Hill and Jesse Amato in this one. But my big question is, 
can they coexist? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yes, uh, they have respect for one another. Yes, they've kind of left, I guess, the past in the past. But can they coexist without some of those feelings still percolating to the top, if you will? I'm going I mean, with them. Mm, but that is the big question. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I'm glad that, you know, you've been learning how to ask good questions from seeing that psychiatrist all those years. You I'm know. sorry. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. I got to tell your mom to stop sucking my dick. I can barely hear you. Wow. Can you stop? Okay. Wow. Go ahead. You know, disrespecting me is one thing, but my mother... Mm, buddy. Mm, buddy. The what is it? The bloodstained bad boys or some, you know, cute little moniker that they, you know, have been given or something I, like that? I, well, I, I think Tyler coined it at the last show. Yeah, I think he said, you know, bloodstained bad boys. Okay. Yeah, it's cute. I mean this Canadian bad boy. It it, it yeah, I, I, I get where they I get why he said it. But I think it's a very cute little moniker. Mm. I don't know if this is going to be the one and only time that the bloodstained bad boys are going to be a team or not, because you said it best yourself. Can they coexist? Look, they're bound by attrition, bound by blood, bound by war and mutual respect that we will never understand because we were not inside that no rope barbed wire ring. And thank God for that, because nobody else with the right mind should be in a match like that. I will get to that later on. But I think that, Jesse Yamato and Tyler Hill have a both of an understanding regardless of how they feel about each other. They like Cranio X and Ricky a whole lot less. This could be a one-time only thing, and this could be the most beneficial to both of their careers. Tyler Hill really has not been able to come out of the gates here in New Frontier. Of course, you know, that no contest that we saw at Hostile Crisis. Mm-hmm. losing in the no-rope barbed wire match and was not even in the last show. So he is currently, what, like 0-1-1 one, and one so far here at New Frontier? Uh, yeah, that would be correct. So, yes. And then, of course, Jesse Amato, who is 1-1-1, one, one, and one, now 1-2-1 one, and one, after his unsuccessful, you know, trying to capture the championship from Cranio X. I think that Ricky, we we joke around and we say that, you know, he's a piece of crap and he, you know, he's just, you know, you know, a conniving little dog that's just, you know, leading, you know, the monster by the tail or leading the monster by the leash or whatever way you want to say it. I think that, again, Ricky has the potential of being the best thing in this match or the worst thing in this match for Cranio X. Because while Cranio X is going Hulk smash and killing everybody in his way and doing what he needs to do, Ricky can just pick the bones and get the fall because he's the smart wrestler out of the two of them. I'm not saying that Cranio X is stupid, I think that Cranio X knows where to go and what to do because he's very good at taking the orders from a guy like Ricky. So if Cranio X is just being told go and the missile's going this way, one, two, three, that's all it takes. And Ricky just puts himself in line. I wouldn't say for a grand championship match because I don't think he would challenge his own, his own monster, but I think that he would up his stock, up his ranking up the money that he would be able to get from winning such a high profile match. And we know Ricky is all about the money when it comes to professional wrestling. That's true. I mean, that's why he wanted the monster in the first place. He wanted the championship. He didn't think he can do it on his own. He acquired this beast from the desert or whatever the hell he said last time in some mirage or I don't care what the hell he said. And that, cuckoo, said it was a that, it was that a cuckoo for Coco Puff's brain of his, I have no idea. <laughs> all right. 
the regardless of the fact he has the championship. He may not be the champion, mm. but he has the champion mm. on his side. Mm. Jesse Amato, Tyler Hill, bless you. I think you're going to do wonders possibly as a team, possibly even being future tag team champions. If we ever crown tag team, you know, has a tag team championship here within this company. But as of right now, maximum carnage until someone proves me otherwise, cranio X, Ricky Wildy, other than myself and Tarek are the most Marvel. dominant duo in new frontier today. I didn't say Tarek's faction star. because the collective has the potential of being the top faction. You're but right. as a duo, yeah. I think that Cranio X as champion, Ricky Wildy as the, the method behind the madness has the potential of really hijacking this company for a very long time. Yeah. You're so not because a, of that, I'm going to say Cranio X and Ricky Wildy. Yeah, you're not a duo. You don't do any work. Tarek does all the work. You're an idiot. Uh, anyway, I, um, I do want to say one thing. I want to apologize to Hayes' mother. I should have made the comment that I made. Uh, you already yeah. birthed, you already birthed this fucking moron, and I know you regret it every day with not smothering him with a pillow when he was small. So I apologize for my words; they hurt you. But Why you do know you what? Hate me? You know what? Why do you hate me? You know what, Mama Hayes? I like your style. So call me. All right. Anyways, now going on to the main event of the evening. You just hit on that's my right. I absolutely did. Hundred fifty percent. I'm gonna tell your wife. Go ahead. That's fine. My wife watches these. She actually pre-approves everything that I say. I tell her I have a list of things. Actually, I don't. You know why? Because unlike you, I'm fucking witty. You stupid fucking idiot. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say that. I was going to say, I thought you have a list that you tell your wife because you're whipped and you have to get her pre-approval for everything. Oh. oh. Says, says the guy who has to wear headphones because his wife takes three hours to put his son down. What are you talking about? My son's already asleep right now. I'm living the high life right now. I put these on because if the rest of the world in Oshawa heard the shit talk that you say out loud, it would reverberate through the walls and they would hijack you from your house, take those amazing little action figures that are behind your back, and they would be able to sell them on eBay for 50 cents and donate them to the George Mackay I'm a dumbass fund. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, listen, let me run down your life history in one second. No, how about we run down the main event? No, because we're not we're running run low on time because, here. Because no, no, we are almost desperately out of time. You, you fucking, you fucked up now, and now you've unleashed the beast. Okay, couple unleash what beast? What beast? The say. hot dog eating contest guy that's in front of me right now? Oh, Bitch, please. You want to make fat jokes? There, listen. The only reason your wife fat slept, jokes. The only reason your wife even marries you is because she has Stockholm syndrome, which I said numerous times. Yeah, she doesn't want to admit it. Same material. Has. Go ahead, Oshawa. I've never shied away from talking shit about Oshawa. When I had to drive to Oshawa for that show, for Hostel Crisis, sandwich, blah, blah, my, blah. No, no, my window was down. And I was screaming, I hate this fucking city. I fucking hate Oshawa. I did not shy away oh, from my, my feelings about Oshawa. Listen, Oshawa, if you're listening, I don't like you. If you're watching, I fucking hate you. The world should do you a favor, build a wall around your city, and let's just make that the prison of Canada. If you do bad, wow. you go live in fucking Oshawa. Listen, I, I won't shy away. I always from- knew that you were like someone that was a little orange on the skin for building Absolutely. walls and stuff like yes. that. That and makes you know total sense. Do? You know how we're going to build a wall around Oshawa? We're going to get the citizens of Oshawa to pay for it. That's what we're going to fucking do. Okay? Oh All right. Oh. And they say I say offensive things. Let, you know what? Let's talk about something that is offensive to me, okay? And that's not just you or your right, ball cap or up, anything like up, that. No, no, no. Let me, let me no, say no, it. Okay, so Tarek. Bitch, I had you, something here. I don't give a flying fuck. Tarek 
in the next installment of the Mark Ass Buster Challenge with this moronic fucktard by his side that he doesn't need. We'll go one-on-one with GCW legend, John Wayne Murdoch. Don't bat your eyes. Show the man some respect. He is a GCW OG. He's been in some brutal matches, and he's going to put your boy through the ringer. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. Listen, you did the same thing last show, and Guerrero Saya. Oh. I think John Wayne is gonna make your boy work, but ultimately, Tarek's gonna get the W. Tarek's gonna get the W. Oh my God, I'm crying. No, you but, think? No, okay, no. Pause no, for stupid, a second. Stupid. Admit pause. it. This is the same shit you said last time. No. You, here, you laughed here's, hysterically. Here's that Saya wouldn't stand five minutes in the ring with your boy. No. And no. He made here's your the boy deal. Work. Don't here's talk the, shit. Here's the deal. Guerrero Saya. Annoy me. Guerrero Saya, Invisible Junior, Tyler Arrow, is it? I already forgot his name because it was so long ago when we beat him. Wow. And Carter Mason, all four of those guys already are at least professional wrestlers in their own way. Okay. John Wayne Murdoch is a goddamn, like a stunt double at best for someone that, wow. you know, deserves to be known as a deathmatch legend or to like you know the the future of deathmatch what the fuck is deathmatch look i'm sorry jesse amato is one of my best friends in the whole wide world he does deathmatch wrestling and i get it no, i understand not. i get I what what that he's one of my best friends he's not your best friend he's one of my best friends yeah you pay him are you insinuating away i'm the matchmaker because i'm no, not no. i'm saying you pay him to be your friend oh you're saying i pay him to be my friend yes Oh, okay. Well, that's still wrong. But let me just, please, let me go on my soliloquy here. Okay. Okay, Let me go on my soliloquy here. Okay. Right. Look, John Wayne Murdoch is dangerous. Okay. Murdoch. 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 It doesn't matter. He's he's Murdum. He's Murdum is what he is to be able to get in the ring with someone like Tarek. All right. He's coming. He's coming across the border for the very first time Mm -hmm. into Canada. Mm -hmm. And his first task is to go against someone who does professional wrestling look i get it new frontier has the no sharps and is a bit of a a wild gunfight sometimes with some of the rules that happen sometimes all the time sir and i am saying that there's a potential that john wayne murdoch could be a little dangerous in this matchup i'm not saying that especially he just went to a war at the recent gcw show and beat matt tremont okay i i have been studying footage of this guy but the more i study footage of a guy like john wayne murdoch it's the same shit over and over and over and over again of deathmatch guys that come out, they throw punches, they wear camo pants, they have tattoos of you know, hor- you know horror movie people all over their arm, they have big beards and scarred up foreheads. They have no charisma or talent to speak of as a professional wrestler. And inside those ropes, no one does professional wrestling better than Tarek, which is why he's been granted the opportunity Nene has deserved the main event for the last several shows. And finally here at maximum Carnage on August the 28th, we finally get the main event spot because Tarek has earned it. And of course, just like I have been able to pull strings in this company, how I've been able to manipulate different things. The one thing I have not been able to do yet has been able to give him this main event match. And I just feel bad that Tarek has to step in the ring with such a blunder, with such a backyard reject like John Warren Murdoch, who thinks that his idea of a wrist lock is a wrist watch. 
okay? Well, his idea of professional wrestling is falling on light tubes, on falling on cement while throwing himself into fire and all this other stupid, ridiculous bullshit. Tarek doesn't need to do any of that, doesn't want to do any of that. And quite frankly, he's going to have a long-lasting career, unlike John Wayne Murdoch. Ultra-violent champion, GCW guy, I don't give a goddamn. A lot of people know my stance on professional wrestling, and I respect the sport of professional wrestling. I don't respect deathmatch bullshit. And if anyone knows me and knows my career, knows that what I'm saying right now, I'm speaking the fucking truth. All right? You can pretend to fall asleep in your chair right now, but I am telling you without a shadow of a doubt, John Wayne Murdoch, you step across that border, you're going to get punched, kicked, chopped into next week. And you are lucky, privileged enough that a company here in Canada was smart enough to be able to bring you in so you can have your one and only excursion to the Great White North. Because afterwards, you're going to be leading a broken, bloody mess, and not the way that you would prefer. I mean permanently, because you are going to be run through a ringer because of a professional wrestler. Now, would you like to give your prediction for this matchup? Sorry. So our, after all that hot air, are you, you're going with Tarek, obviously. We get that. I, as, I already said that. I already beginning. said. Who are you going to yeah. go with? I, you yeah, already I know already who I'm going to go with. I said in the beginning, I said John Wayne Murdoch is going to be possibly a little bit of a challenge, but not much, very minuscule amount. I see Tarek going on to, unfortunately, get another win without your help or guidance, even though you believe in some war. He doesn't need my help. You, but, he could uh, use my guidance because everyone. All right, guys. Use so that's it for this one. Thank you so much. Don't forget, tickets are on sale now. You can use my guidance when behind the booth next. as well. Hang on, sorry guys, one second. Hang on. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and checking out this prediction, Joe. He's freaking out right now. This is amazing. Oh, this is amazing. So angry. Oh man, I'm dying. <coughs> I'm dying. Oh, I think he left. Oh, no, he didn't leave yet. He didn't leave yet. He didn't leave yet. Oh, my God. I think he's crying. I actually think he's crying right now. All right, guys, that's it for this one. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay, one half of the New Frontier commentary team. And when Adam Hayes is done crying, uh, he might say goodbye. He might not. Who gives a flying fuck? Uh, anyways, New Frontier, Maximum Carnage, August 28th, six days away from when we dropped this prediction show. So get your tickets while they're still available on sale. Check out this amazing lineup of these great stars that we have. Peace, love, and wrestling. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Fuck you. Oh, you finally had your temper tantrum? Aw, poor baby. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, state to state